0: Game, begin.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast, Family First Fanboy Fun. I am your host, Andrew. Joining us today, we have got our resident pun machine, Zach. Hey! We have got Captain America himself in the house. We got Mr. Brett.
2: I could do this all day.
1: And part-time hype man for Aragorn himself.
2: Aaron, it's because they won't pay me full time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, Aaron right. will
1: give you a 30% pay raise. So
2: fantastic! I'll take
1: and 30% of zero. Uh, you do the math anyway. Today, we thought instead of beating around the bush on what our personal favorite films of all time were, we just kind of burn the bush down and tell you guys straight up what it is so we're going to discuss our favorite movies of all time in just a bit yes <sighs> but first did anything happen to you guys in dad life this week
2: our youngest went to daycare for the first Aww. time today Aww. big first step day. Yeah, it was hard but mm. since he's our second it wasn't quite as hard as the first so gotcha. did you cry big step no he was chill he was <laughs> oh. bye mom bye dad <laughs> it was yeah he was just like this is happening okay you're gonna hold me now i still get a bottle right Okay, great. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: We had a funny moment happen this week. So my wife is uh, great with child at this point. We're coming up on our 36th week of pregnancy Ooh, at this man. for our second. Fully so, baked. Um, she has been feeling really pregnant as of late. And she's just like on the couch and just like, honey, I don't feel like. Doing a whole lot right now just because baby's getting ready to come. And that's perfectly fine. I'm happy. Understandable. Mm-hmm. In the middle yeah. of all this, Theodore is uh, learning his words at the moment, which is a lot of fun. So he gets to mm-hmm. say fun things like, you know, train and lion and all the
2: good stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, next up is where's the bathroom in any foreign language. But um. All so right. my uh, Kristen was feeling really poor this one day this last week. She's laying on the couch, honey. I don't feel well. I just, I feel so bloated with the pregnancy. And Theodore comes running up to her and goes, Truck. (laughs) (laughs) Theodore. I'm hoping. (laughs) And I'm like, Well, mommy is very pregnant. (laughs) The, the,
3: The next word he's going to learn is.
4: Filter Yes, yes. Filter,
1: son. <laughs> yep. so, uh, Anyway we had a very good laugh On that one
4: Well at least it's better there's a kid in our neighborhood Who just came up to Meredith And Meredith just got 29 weeks And he just came up to her and went Why are you so big like, <laughs> <Nope>. Just, <laughs> just no right again. out of the blue. Why are you so big <laughs> Wow. I mean he's like He's like three and a half So I mean <laughs> yeah no filter yet I love um, that I love that Well, Anyone else uh, well, actually, fun moment with Rowan this week. He's he's really into the stars recently. Like, it, it's funny. He'll, right. he'll see it getting into evening and he'll go dark, <laughs> dark, which is a bit creepy hearing that from your two year old. <laughs> but it's because he wants to go outside and look at the stars. And he likes to howl at the moon because he saw it in a movie once. And now he howls at the moon. Well, I mean, he but, is part wolf. So, well, Zootopia uh, uh, or something else. So, uh, yes, it was, it was Zootopia. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Yay, good call. <laughs> yep. Good call. Um, so I will, this time of year, the constellation Orion is like right over our house and it's crystal clear. Sure. And so I thought, Hey, look, I, I know it's a bit advanced, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to teach him the concepts. So I'm like, Hey buddy, you see those stars? Yeah. That is called a constellation. That one is called Orion. And he goes, Oh, <gasps> And for a second, I thought, oh my gosh, he understands. Like, wow. these stars mean something. And he goes, oh, a rhino? <laughs> a rhino? And he was so excited to hear that there was a rhino in the sky. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Orion. A rhino? And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll move on.
1: <laughs> so we we very quickly. Lost that battle from the get go. Huh. All right, guys. Time for our discussion. We'll be back in just a second.
2: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on Dad Gum Nerds. We truly appreciate it. And also, in case you didn't know, we are also both on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way for you to help us grow the show and get it out to other dads and nerds. So we truly do appreciate it and would love to invite you to be part of our DadGum community. Have a great one. Appreciate you.
1: Well, this topic doesn't necessarily need an introduction other than hey we're going to share our favorite films of all time
4: <laughs> but yet it needs but tons of qualifiers so, so much does, introduction it, it <laughs> does to
1: a certain degree because when we said hey you know we're going to pick our top three favorite films of all time all of us kind of went like oh dang this is hard
4: what's like it, choosing who's your favorite child you're like but uh, i like them well i mean all. i have a clear pick
1: right <laughs> now you know
4: hey you got <laughs> one on the way you better be careful this is true yeah so yeah. for you
1: know four more weeks theodore is my
4: favorite child you know, so who's been born, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, it, it's hard, especially as a film lover being told, all right, so what's your favorite film? Like, but I, I, I can't pick like that. I like so many for different reasons. Like I, I've got different lists of favorite films. Mm-hmm. So this, this was a tough one for me. And can
3: topic. we all agree that sometimes your top three films,
1: depending on your mood can change.
4: Oh yeah. Oh, agreed. It, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Am I feeling contemplative tonight? Am I feeling that things need to blow up? Huh, you know, like yeah, right. it's it, it's like different favorites and different categories depending on how you're feeling at the moment. But I mean, that kind of bleeds into our first question, which is anything that you'd add to, you know, we'd all say like great story and great characters are a qualifier for uh, one of our favorite films. That's
4: a must. That, that's kind of a yeah. given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, But is there anything that you would want to add to that when it comes to a hallmark of your favorite films?
4: Well, even though we said our moods change, I I think as I was contemplating, like, how do I pick my top films has to be one that I would be okay watching any night? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so not necessarily like I absolutely must watch it. But if I was given a list of films and then that one for whatever reason was picked, I wouldn't be like, oh, but I just really don't feel like it. I'd be like, I'm okay with this decision. I will watch this one again. Right.
3: If you were <laughs> given three movies on a desert island yep. for the rest of exactly. your life, which three would you pick? That's yep. basically
4: what our criteria was here. Well, if that was it, I would have just one that said SOS, please save me. And I would just play that on <laughs> re- repeat over.
1: One <laughs> that flashes I'm, Morse code to the sky.
4: I've always been fascinated by people who are like,
2: oh, this is my favorite movie of all time ever. And like, it's one and they know it. How and it's like, and that's that? so for me, that's so hard because yeah, it's hard. I have like my top three and even that's hard to narrow down. Usually I mm-hmm. like top five of like sci-fi of action films of, you know, different, you know, other, whatever category. And so narrowing this down was, was incredibly hard because you're like top films ever. I was like, Oh man, since I'm already talking about it, I guess some of the other qualifiers for yeah, me as well. And, 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 no one's going to be shocked by the ones on my list. No. I think, <laughs> um, but this ties into many of the conversations we have on here is I like a clear hero. I want someone who's yes. truly a hero, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are movies out there where you have antiheroes or someone who's faced with a tough choice. I'll um, have No win situation. And I like those movies as well, but they're and not going
0: to make, I need a hero, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they're not going to make my top three um, because I like that clear good versus evil. The good guys mm-hmm. are the good guys, and they're mm-hmm. going to win in the end. Um, I just those are the those are what resonate with me, which should come as no shock when we've talked about many many topics on here.
4: Those are the stories that stay with you. <laughs> and then the <laughs> last
2: the last one for me is I like really great world building, and I think that's yeah. what makes it so tough is because you have that in sci fi and fantasy particularly, mm-hmm. uh, or or comic book movies, and uh, but that's a mo- it, it it definitely plays into this. Um, And I think it'll show both when we go through the top three and when we go through some of the honorable mentions as well.
1: Yeah. And the only thing I mean, I I 100 percent agree with everything that you guys just said. Um, The only thing that I'll add is that it pushes the art form in some way. A lot of the Mm. stuff that's on my list, I'd consider it that it is one of the best in a particular category of something new Mm. or something old that it did in a new way that reinvented something. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. For um, our so, audience just know that this is our editor slash animator talking right now that's right. why it's
4: that's why there's that criteria I was gonna say it. you're gonna see my list and you're gonna be like well zach's didn't qualify for no, that one. Uh,
1: <laughs> all, all the ones that are on my list are i i think a lot of people would find like, okay, yeah, I do enjoy that film. All, All right, so
4: Andrew's got the Criterion Collection amongst us. No, no, no. and you're then you're not we're just like, we like, like this one. You're not going to see like <laughs>
1: Fellini's cut of the 400 Blows, and like that's not that's Ugh. not where this is going. I was shocked Ugh. to
4: see the Snyder cut of Justice League on your list. Shocked, yeah, that was that was it's number not one. Cut. I think was oh. shocking to me. And specifically, you was wanting the in the square format, version? yeah, the square yeah. format really if, shocked me. If we weren't on a nerd podcast and didn't have to review justice league, Snyder
1: cut. Oh, anyway. Gum
4: promise. Remember the Gum promise, oh, that's Andrew right. things you wouldn't say in front of your own kids. Okay. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to get square on you there. Oh no. gosh. All right.
1: So, I mean, th- let's go straight into what
4: are our top three. But, hold favorite hold films? on. What? We've got to add more qualifiers to this. Like we're talking, having to narrow down all of the films we've ever done. Oh, okay. Well, like, if you want to qualify I, I, something, go right ahead. Go. Okay. Like, we also, so you know, listeners, viewers, however you're absorbing this, like, we had to fight for these top three amongst we're us because we really made did. a rule that we didn't true. want a repeat. And so, funnily enough, these lists would have been very similar, but we had to, like... In, in some we, ways. Well, I, there, there were some repeats, and so we had to maneuver and negotiate. All right, well, we'll give you this one, and I'll <laughs> pivot and do this one. But do you not? You will not take this one from me. So... <laughs>
1: All right, Zach. Can I move on? Are there any other qualifiers that you'd like me to cover?
4: I am done.
2: I, I, okay. I think the the one last <laughs> oh, okay, thing thank I'll you. say. Okay, well, yeah, go for I, it. i say the one last thing I'll say is is just just because it doesn't make any of our lists, it, you know, I, this shouldn't bear repeating, but um, doesn't mean we don't like it or anything like that. There That's are tons and tons of movies that I love and I've watched all the time and continue to watch all the time that didn't make this list because it's only three. But mm-hmm. I have, I love many movies of many genres and it's not to their exclusion. We just, it, it's a tough pick regardless of how you slice it.
1: Yep. Desert Island, only
3: three. Exactly.
2: Let's go. And yep. it's
1: our, our three. Correct. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best of all time. It's so our three. So desert
4: island has the ability to play a movie? Yes. Yes.
1: Huh. So Zach, you want to take it? What is your number three favorite film of all time?
4: <sighs> all right. So this was a tough one, but because of all the criteria we just listed, number three would be How to Train Your Dragon.
2: Great pick.
4: Oh, sorry. Great so, pick. Movie.
2: I love that movie.
4: Everything about this film, the score, oh, it, mm-hmm. it's so memorable. It, it is exciting when it needs to be. It's tender in the moments where it really just packs that kicky in the feels punch. I love the fact that, I mean, Aaron mentioned good world building in a fantasy. I fell in love with the world of Burke
2: this how
4: is Burke, is Burke. <laughs> right, from the first scene just fantastic I but but I this. mean it, great character a character that you can relate with because you're thrust in this world of vikings and then this person's kind of an oddball and you almost relate with him because you're like well I don't feel particularly viking um you know the, the <laughs> whole you just gestured to all of me uh, <laughs> and uh, I I thought that the story between hiccup not quite fitting in and wanting to uh, impress and get favor with his dad, but then only to find out that, Oh, well you don't need to be what you're not just really dive into your strengths and be that person mm-hmm. without being a, Oh, it's okay to be different. Be like tangentially. You be. Yeah. It wasn't a, <laughs> Oh, you can be whoever you want to be. It was more just, Hey, stick with your strengths and you can contribute that to the overall whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh i i think the ensemble of characters are great i mean astrid as a kind of love interest she can still hold her own so it's not just this damsel in distress right she is a hundred percent her own force to be reckoned with but yet their relationship works and then you've got all these great comedy cast that goes with it and the art direction so oh, so good so, brilliant. so Something I did not realize watching it the first time through, and it it probably wasn't even until like my third time watching through that it actually struck me, but Roger Deakins was the DP consultant for this film, and that's why Roger Deakins- okay oh, hold up so no. because i because if, you're not, in the like, fil- if you're not like if you're I not like do? hardcore in the film
2: world
1: chances are you don't know who roger yeah, is. I mean, yeah this, I, this I, is like, correct I, like, because i do
4: not okay. all right and, and, and th- this is this is fair game because yeah unless you're a film student or just like a real lover of film uh i don't expect you to know roger deacons but he's a very prominent dp who does a lot of work Director with the of photography. Photographers. yeah basically. i did I know that okay cool didn't
2: know that <laughs> yeah yeah, not 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 dumb person or something like that, or,
4: <laughs> or dairy princess. He doesn't turn milk. Um, that was my second guess, though. That was your second. <laughs> no, so he's he is. Dairy when people daughter. think if there was a top three list uh, oh my gosh <laughs> we're just going to get stuck on DP uh, for, All right, for, listeners, submit your guess as to what DP stands for, no,
1: but Ro- Roger Deakins, seriously, has created some of the most iconic looks of all time. And its uh, you ask a lot of people who love kind of cinematography and film and ask who's he, the best doing that right now. And a lot of them would tell you that it's Roger hmm.
4: Deacons, okay. yeah. and I mean, on um, people's top three lists of favorite DP, he would be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so anyway, it, that's why you can pause many places in this film, and it's beautifully lit. Mm, oh yeah, the color mm-hmm. is wonderfully balanced. Like it's just, it's a beautiful film as well. And I, I, I felt like it finally helped DreamWorks break out of the mold. Of like, uh, well, you're not Pixar. Like well, at that I, point, this is
1: their best film, in my opinion. Oh, like, hands, hands down, down, this is their best. Hands film. down. Well, some people are like, oh no, Shrek. What the no? Mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon to me is the best film that DreamWorks has made to date.
4: Period. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but I mean, they were like the B animation studio, right? I mean, mm. they, they were kind of like, ah, uh, okay, well, I'll go. You're to K-Mart. not
1: Pixar. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were the Kmart of animation. You're like, okay, blue light <laughs> special. I'll go see DreamWorks. Um, and, and I remember being in college and seeing this one and just being like, oh, wow, no, that was superlative. That was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was it, so surprising. I, I think you and I actually saw it in college at the same time, Zach, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, we all walked out of the theater, just not expecting that movie to be nearly as good as it was. And it we were just blew it, all of our minds.
4: We were expecting it to be entertaining, but not magical. Yeah. And it just truly mm-hmm. was. I mean the the scene where Hiccup and Toothless are first kind of making that bond, and there's not a word spoken. It's just oh, that so music.
2: Good. That music,
4: yeah. And then and then they they come face to face, and there's that that moment where the magic happens, where he finally gets to touch him. And I mean, it's so I remember. Special. I mean, I was in college. All right, so I mean, I'm not in elementary school thinking, "Ooh, it's a dragon." I mean, I'm a college, right? And I still remember just being in that theater, like, "Whoa, wow, so cool." <laughs> yeah. And then I I do remember that this came out when 3d was still very gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And so there are a couple moments in the film where like, he's forging the rod and it like, woo
1: three. d oh, yeah.
4: uh, But the flying sequences, oh. I do remember the flying sequences in 3d were pretty dope. This there's been about
1: three movies that I've ever seen in 3d that have actually qualified a ticket purchase to go see it in 3d hmm. um, avatar was phenomenal and dr strange in 3d was mind-blowing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but how to train your dragon would be the third one on that list so i'm like you you need to see that 3d okay um, good to know that so was- i
4: don't i don't mean i don't mean for this to drag it on but we can Mm. It's just high up on my scale. You're just okay, winging it well, right that, now, Zach. So. Zach,
1: you have lost your uh, lost your time for uh, <laughs> you've lost your privileges on being able to talk more about your third favorite film. So, Aww. Aaron, Aww. let us go straight to you. What is your third favorite film of all time?
2: My number three is going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Oh, um, Classic.
2: It is. It is the classic adventure story. I can't and imagine a
4: bolder choice.
2: I went through. <laughs> I um so I first saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, I saw parts of it on TV when I was way too young to be watching it and it grabbed <laughs> my curiosity. I probably Mommy saw it look, for the his first face time it off. <laughs> it wasn't that part. It wasn't that part. <laughs> um Flash. And I first saw the whole thing all the way like sit down like my parents let me watch it when I was probably like 12 okay i watched it once and i was obsessed oh. and i went through i went through an indiana jones phase for a while so Wait, i actually brought i, I brought through? some props here pretty sure went you through. Are. i'm still i'm still this uh this hung in my room for a long time and i Look have not gotten that? rid of it is that mid-condition um, wow oh yeah it's good i mean it's a reprint but it's uh i mean I went my, I made my mom take me to the local thrift stores so I could find a leather jacket.
1: Oh, I had a fedora.
2: Um, I had this bull whip that I think I made, like I was obsessed. And the reason, and, and so you're thinking, oh, this is just nostalgia. And part of it is definitely that, but the reason I love Raiders of the Lost Ark is because again, it is, it is the most classic adventure story. You've got. Oh yeah. Art of biblical artifacts that, you know, Maybe some wishy-washy theology, but well, <laughs> you have oh, biblical yeah. artifacts. Let's not
4: talk about that. I mean, have... but, it's a, but it's a great story arc. Oh, <sighs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs>
2: you have the man himself, Harrison Ford, playing the main character. Oh, yeah. He is racing Nazis, like the ultimate bad guy, to find this, this, this lost uh, historical biblical artifact you have fighting Planes, explosions, snakes, love. love interest. I think <laughs> I think Marion Ravenwood may have been my second like film crush. Okay. Um okay, well, who you, was your first? Uh so <laughs> I first would actually have to be the oldest sister from Sound of Music. Oh, you too. If we're telling those stories, I, I think that would have yeah. to be my first pick. But All right, totally. Aaron, next, <laughs> next episode. Crushes. <Marian, laughs> Marion Ravenwood would have to be number two. I feel you, Aaron. Uh, I do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh just saying. my gosh. That's um, great. That's um, amazing. You have, I mean, there's so many scenes in this movie. I mean, it starts out tense. You have the boulder. You have the the switch with the golden idol. You get the villain introduced very early on, and he kind of they're they're kind of going neck and neck, and it's a race that's kind of woven throughout the plot. And he gets hired by the government to go find the Ark of the Covenant. And he's reluctant, and you have the the dig and the 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 well of the souls and um every oh, it's an adventure john,
1: john williams score john when williams he's, when he oh. is down in that tomb and it's just the music that's carrying it got that.
2: the torches oh. you got the cobra um the plane fight afterwards the truck chase the horse he whips underneath the truck and gets dragged beneath it he the submarine it's he's it's a boss it is epic and it's one of those and and i wish um i wish kevin was here because i i think he would enjoy discussing it like it is dripping with 80s practical effects oh, and yeah. i'm here for it i love it i don't yep. care i know they took uh, a face mold and literally melted it and that's exactly what it looks like and i love it it's like it, it is the essential action adventure movie um easily my number 3 we're on a desert island i would put this thing on repeat um, I could quote the entire thing from start to finish right oh, now. Wow. In fact, Caitlin mm-hmm. and I haven't watched it very much since we've been married and we've been married for a while because <laughs> I have seen it so many times, mm-hmm. um, that, that she's like, I'm not, cause I like, I just sit there and quote the whole thing. Um, easily my number three, absolutely love it. Raise so- the lost ark.
1: I would agree. I would agree with you, I and mean, it's your list, so you go for it. But I'm I'm more on the fan of um, the Last Crusade.
2: So I hear this argument often, and I love the Last Crusade. And He's
4: prepared, and and I and I, yeah, and I get it a lot because
2: I I've I've had and he's like Andrew, you have
4: chosen. Holy, there's many
2: people who who have when I bring this up, they tell me the same thing, and I get it. I mean, it's about the same scale of adventure. You got Sean Connery as his dad. Um, It's got, you know, (laughs) there's a little more humor that runs through it. Um, I think the reason I gravitate towards Raiders is I like the plot just a little bit more and the stakes a little bit more. And I think it's one of those classic, you know, you don't have Last Crusade without Raiders. It's got to start somewhere. And that's kind of the kickoff to everything. But Last Crusade, fantastic movie as well.
1: All right. Well, Brett, how about you? What is your number three favorite film of all time? Captain
4: America, Civil War.
1: Are we really surprised that Captain America made it onto this list? <laughs> so
4: you're so, probably <laughs> Yeah. The documentary so, about your life.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, y'all flatter me. So Captain <laughs> America, Civil War is, it is almost a case study. And I would say even our country right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's go even further deeper into the psychology of what's going on here you have two people who want (laughs) that what's right for the country but they have two different ways of doing it and each focuses on either safety or freedom both of which both of those characters those main characters iron man and captain america you've come to love Mm -hmm. they've just got different ways of doing it i mean they're almost as close as brothers by this point they've helped save the world at least once actually it's been twice twice (laughs) yeah so they've got respect for each other and throughout the entire movie you can tell there's this tension like come on man don't don't make me come against you but the circumstances change to where things are now no longer just philosophical it gets personal very fast Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, i remember hearing even the concept of civil war and thinking wow Uh, uh, that that's a really sad thing and in the movie it is it's Mm -hmm. it's something that is almost a warning to us that this could be us if we don't come together early on and sort this out before it gets too bad
1: well i mean we just were short of vibranium shield the mind stone uh magical powers a shrinking man and
4: particle yeah well okay details but (laughs) so so if we're (laughs) don't worry about that
1: yeah, yeah yeah But uh, so anybody it, got a Stark suit lying around?
3: <laughs> so Captain America is my favorite character in <gasps> the Marvel Civil War. No! Marvel no Universe. And I can go into that <laughs> later for why. But um, the, the reason. Five years
1: later. Yeah.
3: The reason why this film really hits my heart is a lot of why Aaron loves Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's got chases, it's got fight scenes. A new character that you really feel heartfelt to to root for.
1: R.I.P. Um, Chadwick Boseman.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know Chadwick Boseman. Respect, mm-hmm. man. Um, and then you've got uh, the the stellar acting of the cast. I mean, again, mm-hmm. that's been one of Marvel's strengths from the get go. And then the fight at the end between Steve oh, Rogers ca- oh. and Tony Stark. Oh, you it feel really every a punch. Fight. Oh my! It word. is a fight between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, not Iron Man and Captain America. It's, it really is personal. And not to mention the cinematography in that movie is so good. And the last fight, when those two are going together, man, Oh my gosh.
1: I I love that slow motion shot. That's straight out of the comics with the shield and the repulsor rays. You know, I I love that particular shot. And let's give a shout out to, to one of the most understated villains in the MCU helmet. Zemo. Yes. Yeah. He did
4: a great job in that role. And he didn't die. He's still around to come back. So he's coming back for yeah.
1: uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier yes. with a little bit more costume accurate, uh, comic accurate costume. So I'm excited about that. Oh, and okay. in
3: that film, you got to see just how strong. Steve Rogers' biceps are by holding a helicopter down. Oh, Dude, oh, That right. scene that is awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah that just, whole scene. Just
4: saying, man.
1: Yeah, something close to yours, Aaron apparently.
4: No. <laughs> I think he has me beat. <laughs> well, right, I think um, I well something else about Civil War that I think really is noteworthy is I mean it's it's a superhero film, yeah. but yet the scripting in it is just on point oh my because as exciting mm. as the action is, I think where that film really sings is it's when the characters are just talking mm-hmm. without the action. Like the scene, I I forget what techie base they're in, but it's Captain America and Iron Man. And they're, they're verbally sparring with one mm-hmm. another. Yes. I mean, they're in a conference room, it's, it's but I mean, German it's zinger, base. zinger, yeah. zinger, zinger. Yeah. I guess it's right after the explosion, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just remember being really impressed with the script writing alone in that movie. So out of curiosity, Brett, is that also, your favorite marvel film so yes with a caveat the most enjoyable Hmm. theater going
3: experience i ever had in my life was endgame yeah i went to go see it (laughs) It, it's hard to beat that (laughs) oh man and so as a crescendo to the 21 movie symphony Mm -hmm. that was the russo brothers that That takes the cake and it's hard to beat. But when it comes to me sitting down and truly enjoying a film and a character like captain America, standing up for what's right, even when it hurts, this is my favorite.
4: Cool. All right. So
1: I am going to pick for my number three, Zach's favorite DC superhero, (laughs) Spider-Man. (laughs) Uh, But it's it's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse specifically. Oh, into the Spider-Verse. So good. Top three? This one. Let the man talk. It's good. This one blew my mind. I really was not expecting this film to have any right of being as good as it actually is. It was good. Between this movie and Spider-Man Miles Miles Morales on the PlayStation. Hmm. Miles Morales has in my mind solidified himself as a cornerstone in the Marvel universe. He's a remarkable character and would love, love, love to see more miles Morales. You'd like Um, some more
4: mileage out of the
1: character. Yeah. Gosh, (laughs) the art style that's in it. I don't know what genius over there at Sony animation decided to do what they did as far as their comic book, uh, with it almost stop motion at times, they change frame rates up at certain points. And the small things that they do is an animation major. Um, My mind is utterly blown, but like even at moments in the movie, they, uh, in a comic book, like when it's printed, it's uh, three different layers of color that goes on to make, you know, the color. And oftentimes in comic books, there's a little bit of a um, uh, misaligning, uh, and so sometimes mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. a little bit of bleed over of the colors on the different edges. They did that in this movie. I at saw several that, yeah. points in time mm. where it's like, it looks like it's been printed, but I, I don't know who, I don't know how, I don't know. I just, it, it works so well. Um, if you are epileptic, do not watch the finale of this movie, but <laughs> yeah, it is no. so, <laughs> it is so wonderfully wacky and weird. The characters are great. Every single one of them that's in this movie, I absolutely cared about and wanted to know more about their depictions of classic Marvel characters in this ultimate universe and the new takes that they had on certain ones. And I can't say which one particular that I want to, because it's kind of a spoilery moment in the movie. Good point. Um, Uh, But one particular character, they totally turned on their head and it works in its own way. And it's just The way that they loved that universe and added so much to it. I cannot wait
4: to see more Spider-Man into the
1: Spider-Verse or whatever they're doing for the second one that's coming out in the near future.
4: I wouldn't mind this being the new gold standard for superhero films, period. DC, take note. Please do something similar in this vein
1: with the Justice League and you Please. absolutely will distinguish yourself from what Marvel is doing.
3: And, and it's not a good movie because of the graphics, the graphics no. and, 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 effects are just the frosting on the cake. I care it, about enhances, the characters. it enhances, it enhances yeah. an
4: already good story. That's right. That's it's, right. Let's it's just call wa- that out.
1: It's a wacky story, but it works for this. It's a comic booky feeling, but all the characters just, you fall in love with. So I... Wonderful job. I that's absolutely my third favorite. And I'm getting this psyched up about talking about my number three. I can't wait to talk about two and one. Let's do it. All right, Zach, what's your number two?
4: All right. So number two is where we're starting to get it into the uh, we had to do some trading here territory. (laughs) So uh, but but this one, this one undoubtedly would still be in my top five. And that is Cinderella man. Oh goodness! So good. So sometimes when you see based on a true story before a film, you you kind of brace yourself for almost like a Hallmark Lifetime kind of feel, Mm -hmm. right? You're like, oh, okay. But this one, I feel, for being a human interest story. Ron Howard manages not only using Russell Crowe and Renee Zellweger, who are just powerhouse actors, but he takes this story and he really do feel like you are a part of this family. And every punch that this guy takes is Mm -hmm. for his family. And he's doing it to provide for his family in the only way that he can. Mm -hmm. And so you're just rooting for him the entire time. And it's got... It's got great action that is very creatively shot. Because, I mean, when you think, Mm -hmm. oh, it's another boxing movie. Like, dun da da da, Like, you're just like, okay, we've seen this. But I still remember seeing the first time the punch. And for, like, a split second, it cuts to an x-ray vision of the bone crunching. And I had never seen that before. And, I mean, I got chills of just like, oh! I mean, I was physically revulsed because I felt it. And I had, I had mm-hmm. never, I, I had not felt that visceral reaction from a boxing film before. Yeah. Uh, but then it also knows when to be light. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it, it's him in the, uh, the acceptance speech, so like, well, I told my kids I would bring home the the title. And so <laughs> they thought I said turtle. And so I have to bring him home a turtle. Like, like it just, it, it's <laughs> those cute. funny moments, but it's not a campy line. Right. You know, it, as much as I love puns, he wasn't being punny. It it felt very real. Uh, but then you take Paul Giamatti's character, and oh, yeah. one of my favorite scenes is he, he's talking to the big boss who's in charge of arranging all the fights, and he's clearly in charge, and he's there like talking a million miles a minute, trying to convince him why he should put this guy versus mm-hmm. this guy, and then and then you know the the big dude sitting there, and he's like your mouth, you could put your mouth in a circus. <laughs> like, it's just so good. The, so similar to how to train your dragon, the score is amazing. Oh yeah. And the acting is. and directing is on point. I think great storytelling or filmmaking for that matter is when you show, you don't tell. And one of the mm. most powerful mm. transitions in that entire film is it's 1929 and he's got a regular home in the suburbs of New York Mm -hmm. And he's putting some jewelry on their little like uh, credenza and then it just transitions. And then you see the year change and I forget if it's 1930 or 1931 And that same credenza is just bare and all the jewelry's Mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. And then she's coming home and her first line is like, I was able to get $20 for that necklace. And like, they didn't say, and then the great depression hit and they became very hard on their, like, no, like, in a transition, you felt the, mm. okay, this mm. is going to be rough. So it, that's all throughout the film. Ron Howard was at, superlative as director in that. So if this,
1: you could put this movie on at any point in time and be like, yeah, I'm down.
4: Oh, absolutely. And this is one that Meredith will watch with me. So she oh. really enjoys this. <laughs> as, as will How to Train Your Dragon. Now, she may not be in the mood every night for How to Train Your Dragon, but she also what? is a huge fan what? of- Cinderella Man,
1: Aaron. I I see another Russell
3: Crowe movie so, on your number so, two. So, so speaking
2: of Russell Crowe, <laughs> uh, my number two is going to be Gladiator. Yes, uh, one gosh. of the so, ultimate man movies. Do we the, need to say
1: any more?
3: For, Are you not entertained? It's,
2: it's it's Gladiator, right? Um, <laughs> you know, this is a fantastic movie and worthy of every award it won. Um, oh yeah, Russell Crowe does a fantastic job in it. I think. um maybe one of his finest ones. I mean, Cinderella man's probably the top, but um, no, I mean the mind. story, I mean, it's oh, a beautiful, beautiful a, mind. It's That's it's, it's a general who is at the top of his game who loses his family due to a power change in Roman politics who has everything taken away from him and then rises through the ranks um, to become the top fighter in Rome. And the one thing that I will point out that I think is maybe and it's it's so key to the story. You can't take it away. It is something of a revenge film. Oh, sure. Which it is. I think. Oh, absolutely. Is, something which is, of a which is, film? <laughs> you know, maybe maybe that's not the best motivation, um, and I but will it's have also my revenge
1: one in this life. or life the, next. the next. Come thing. on, oh, that <laughs> but, speech.
2: Oh, but it's it, so good. it is one of those things when I look at it and go, look, if if my wife and my child were taken away from me and my farm was burned down and I had my entire career in a very in Rome, particularly a very respected career stripped mm-hmm. away from me um, because uh, someone's in power now who's very insecure and warped and, and just a terrible person. Um, I get it. I kind of get it. So <laughs> the fights are both extremely, um gory (laughs) but they're also brilliantly done and i think that's that's what makes this movie it i mean it it that's what took place then talk about world building the Mm -hmm. sets, man and even the effects this this movie came out in 2000 i believe and even watching it today um it still holds up it's so it holds up the environmental cgi that they did which i think was pretty minimal for a time. it's
4: really just like the roman city so you guys
1: know the 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 guy who plays um uh russell crowe's uh maximus's handler as a gladiator i can't remember he's got that really epic speech about being in the ring Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got that really cool voice. Oh, a dark skinned guy. Yeah, yeah. He passed away, yes, partway through production.
2: Yes, so Why? they There's, had to. There is a yep. shot
1: in this movie where his face is 100% CG
2: superimposed 2000, No.
1: 2000.
2: Yep. yep, and you they can't did face tell. replacement, yes. and
1: you cannot tell. Wow,
3: it's it's ext-
2: yeah, it's it's well, I mean, that Man. that I don't know for film How? history, maybe I don't know if that was the first time or the first time it actually worked but you can't tell unless even when you're looking for it, you really can't tell. Wow. I didn't know Um, that little tidbit, but I've always loved studying Rome. It's a very, very fascinating and interesting period of history Mm -hmm. to me. So there is that angle as well, but the costuming, the sets, Mm -hmm. the fights, the the characters, the speech, (laughs) um, the story, it's all just absolutely fantastic. And I, I would say spoiler alert, but, if you haven't seen gladiator by now, I'm just going to go ahead and say that
1: 21 years. Yeah. You've had a while
2: (laughs) that he dies in the end, Mm -hmm. I think is really fascinating because it's not often that you have a main character who is the good guy, um, who just, who dies and doesn't come back and doesn't, doesn't have a partner that kind of like carries on the tradition or there was like two main characters, whatever, like he's the main character. He accomplishes, what he needs to accomplish and not just in, in in getting the revenge that he seeks, but um uh shifting the entire I mean returning the power of Rome back to Yeah, the world the is set aright. And it's it's fantastic. And I is it Howard Shore who did the, the soundtrack?
4: no Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer, Zimmer, Hans, Zimmer 100%. Hans Zimmer that's
2: right Hans Zimmer
4: yeah don't um, worry Shore will come in in a couple of your other picks. that's right
2: <laughs> Hans Zimmer don't is care of just like it's a surprise it's Andrew. brilliant <laughs> the music is yeah perfect so this mm-hmm. movie again just like Raiders but for different reasons I will watch it anytime every time um, it's a fantastic movie mm-hmm. and it's like you said, Brett, it's a real, like, like, let's see some fighting and let's, you know, but it yeah. does it in the right way. It's not fighting for the sake of fighting. It's it, there are action scenes that make sense because you're, it makes sense in the plot. It's not, it's just, really, it's really Scott it out the director? it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. is. And the, yes. Um. Yeah. Thank
4: <laughs> God. Quentin Tarantino did not direct gladiator. Oh, oh, oh it's well, cause it's
2: well done. The, the, everything that makes the fights brutal Makes sense to me. It doesn't come across as too over the top, even though you could argue it's a, it is incredibly violent. Yeah, I mean, it's not and exactly. Like, a what, what did you think was
4: happening in the? Yeah, yeah it was more. It was more. For... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and
3: hey. To that point, can we give props to the acting chops of Joaquin Phoenix as the yes. character you I mean, love to hate?
2: I mean, yeah, and, and yes. that's a great point too, brett I think it's it, this plays into my whole like good versus bad. Like nobody. Is going like oh you know Joaquin Phoenix you know maybe there's a reason that he's doing this like no when does he get stabbed oh the end let's get there you know it's it, mm-hmm. he's 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 horrible well I um, mean he
4: smothers Dumbledore what was. other reason to hate the man no wonder they had to change the actor halfway <laughs> that's through that's why Potter. We Goblet of That's fire. We got Michael Gambon. That's another reason to hate him.
2: Because of Lockheed Phoenix, we got Goblet of Fire. We actually
1: watched him strangle Richard no Harris. No wonder
2: <laughs> he wanted to stab him. All Man. right. Uh, well, speaking of number over two, the gladiator. top, Fantastic. speaking
1: of over the top historical violent fight scenes, Brett, what is your number two pick? <laughs> uh, so my
3: my next movie is Gladiator in Scotland. It is Braveheart. Yes it the Braveheart. So I have to say that this is not only a nostalgic Aww. film in the sense of like, uh, uh, I'm Scottish. So we went and took a trip out to Scotland, visited our homeland where my clan came from Ugh. and it uh, stood on top of our clan mountain. And I felt truly like Mel Gibson up there listening to the bagpipes <laughs> rolling up from the Valley. It, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so this movie really has captured my heart. Uh, your brave heart. Ah, yeah. I did have some bravery build up in my heart, (laughs) but, uh, Mel Gibson is one of the most underrated actors of our age. Like he, he is such a good
1: actor. I don't know about underrated.
3: Like I would say he's the most hit
4: or miss actor of our age. (laughs) In his heyday,
1: he was (laughs) balling. Well, kind of
3: because he did some action movies back when he was younger that were just like, yeah, didn't we all? Well, <laughs> we an actor,
1: didn't we all
3: Yeah, but check but out the is... owner online? The oh, yeah. So, so this is a movie <laughs> who, uh, th- this is a movie that starts off with a guy who si- lost his parents from the get go. That that's really, I know it sounds stereotypical, but it happened. And then um, all he wanted was a normal life.
0: Mm-hmm. He He
3: found the love of his life and was just about to have it ripped away from him and just to get her body back, started a rebellion that literally changed the future of Scotland. And uh, uh, dare I say the world, because it had ripple effects across, uh, across England, which then affected the rest of the world and how they ran the empire. Then Um, yeah, it's a, it's a story about someone who fought for love, never gives up, even when he is literally being tortured and killed mm-hmm. will literally die for freedom. And for that's his score. country.
1: That's score. Oh, James Horner, James. Oh, Horner. Mm-hmm.
4: Brilliant music writer. That um, man left
1: the world too soon.
4: Yeah, he did. Uh, funnily enough though, while, while I am with you, the brave heart is an amazing film and, and my own Scottish pride is, is stoked every time I watch it. It actually is an incredibly historically inaccurate film. Oh, 100%. Yes,
3: it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the opening battle, well, not the opening battle, but the first big battle, Battle of Sterling, actually took place in a marsh, not a
4: green field. Well, and they actually didn't wear kilts in the time of William Wallace, which Correct. really hurts, really yeah. hurts. He actually would have been more that. in like medieval armor which and is the blue not nearly face as was, yeah the blue face paint it, so it's almost a like for camera but it's still part of the pictish people who were living in that era of the world just way before True. like roman era so it's almost like they took elements mel gibson took elements from scottish history put it in a blender and you got brave heart yeah, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, oh, I mean and it tasted
2: good oh yeah it tasted amazing yeah fun fact zach and i've been to the william wallace mo- uh monument together together yeah That's amazing. You should go if you get another chance. It's a pretty cool place. Scotland
1: really is an amazing place. But Mm -hmm. the trip Brett talked about was one I obviously stuck around on too. So. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: that's my second choice. But What about you, Andrew?
1: I am going. You guys picked all like fighting films. Um, I want to go Wally for my second. (laughs) (laughs) Braveheart Wally. (laughs) Wally. Um, And not. Honestly, it's not even the entire film. The fact that this movie oh. sits at my number two pick and it's only because it's part of a film
0: mm-hmm.
1: is how strong I think the storytelling is in that part of the film. I could hit stop on that movie basically when the first humans come into the picture on the, the, the ship that they go to and I'd be perfectly fine. Hmm. Because the first, what, 45-ish minutes of that movie? Yeah, about right. Are, to me, the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, silent story told, like, almost in our era. <laughs> in not the actually modern
3: silent, era. but no, no dialogue. Yeah, yeah no dialogue.
1: It's, yeah. it's such visual storytelling. The cinematography, yeah. the characters, the motions, the animation, the rendering, everything comes together into this beautiful symphony that it, just this beautiful story of this dumpy little robot meeting this amazing high tech other robot and the two of them falling in love. And it's incredible. It
3: tries jerking your tears out of you. I love it. Just saying.
4: Well, I mean, it's Pixar at its finest to where it takes a concept that you're like, what a junk robot. Yeah. And then you fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. within the first five minutes you're like i love this robot i love I- this little cube <laughs> <laughs> and it
2: works too because cameron this was well he's four now this was maybe eight months ago so he was either just before four or barely four now he would have been three he would have been three and he saw the picture on disney plus is like oh i don't want to watch that and i was like okay, we'll, we'll give it a try. But I thought, you know, he's going to get bored with this in about five minutes, 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. He loved it. Wow. And we watched it again, as you do with three-year-olds. Of course. Yes. And again, we watched it like four days that week. He wanted to watch Wally and I was just, what's the problem? Nothing. I was just so, (laughs) I was fascinated with how, and I think this speaks to what you're saying, Andrew, that a kid, no dialogue, no nothing, just the visual storytelling and it's still like holding on to you. Even as a three year old, we don't really fully know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, maybe it's just because you'll throw on anything you will watch. It. And that's not true, though. Yeah. And and I was fascinated. I think it held his attention at three and fascinated him more at three than it did me when it came out, because I originally was like kind of mixed on Wally. I Shut thought your it was dang. Mouth. No, I did. I thought it was <laughs> Pixar's first kind of like, uh, I don't know, guys now I, I i'm with you andrew i think it's i think it's great one but of the things it, the they, first half
1: <laughs> one of the things that they did i mean the, the back half of the movie's fine
4: i mean you gotta it's, complete it's the still, story it, but it's it's, so, but it's the back half it's the butt of the film right. like the face of the film is so much better
1: <laughs> the, the first half is so much better than the last one but it's it's so one of the things i found fascinating that they did in this movie was that they actually went back and watched a lot of old silent film like buster keaton Charlie Chaplin, oh, yeah. a lot of the masters of silent film back in the day on how to tell a story without saying words, hmm. um, and just huh. they absolutely nailed it. So for the first half of Wally, I liked it so much that it puts it in my number two wow. film Man, of all that's time. Pretty powerful. Wow. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get to our bum, number bum, one bum, picks bum, for bum, our bum, favorite bum, films bum, of all bum. time. So Zach. To the surprise of no one Who stole mine <laughs> <laughs> What is your number one Favorite film of all time
4: Star Wars Absolutely yeah. Specifically Episode 5 The Empire Strikes Back Specifically is episode a- 2 Attack of the Clones Shut <laughs> your Jar Jar Binks in mouth <laughs> So uh, While I like all of the original trilogy. And it really is hard for me to, to pick between new hope and empire strikes back. But what just tips the scales for empire strikes back is that it's got a little bit of everything. It's got mm-hmm. the action. It's got the romance. It's got the biggest twist in cinema history up to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like no one's going to disagree like at, to that point and mm-hmm. arguably still, If you're that rare individual that actually doesn't know the plot point, like it's just such a big moment that shifts the entire story on its head. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember as a kid, my parents had me watch the original trilogy first. So, I mean, I didn't episode one, wasn't my first star Wars film. So like, it was a surprise to me. And I remember hearing that and just being like, what the bad guy is his dad. And just like what that did to me as a kid. And like, even now with the redemption arc and sure. I mean, is star Wars a perfect story that doesn't have its potholes? No, but overall the good is good. The evil is evil and there's hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the title of the first film that was made has hope in the title. Right. And I, I think Andrew, to your point, it did push a lot of the technology for that oh, time. Percent. I mean, not only with the visuals, but you had Jim Henson who took a Muppet and made it into the one of the most beloved characters in cinema history.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Like my son's first Star Wars character that he was able to name was Yoda. In <laughs> fact, he said that just the other day, and I cannot tell you the fatherly pride that swelled up. Uh, I'm like up to jar half my jar. Ca- shut <laughs> your face, Andrew. <laughs> make like a giant space worm and shut your mouth. All right. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, it, it was the first time you got to see the ensemble of characters do their thing in truly an Epic story, because now yeah. Luke is off doing his thing. And then Han and Leia and Chewbacca and C3PO, like they're off doing their thing. So mm. similar to any good Epic, you, it's able to sustain two completely different storylines that are divergent and then they come back together for a fantastic crescendo in the end. Yep. And think of all of the world building that that film provided alone. I mean, first you get an entire snow planet. Like Hoth is just so much fun to revisit. Like even mm-hmm. if all of the Battlefront games, Hoth was typically my favorite map. Um, just can't see those blasted snow troopers. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is an advantage uh one it's thing the, the empire one, the yeah. one terrain where they have yeah, the, the empire is like yes <laughs> i knew we invested in white for a reason <laughs> <laughs> um the the cinematography got a, a kick up and then the lightsaber fight which you know it, it, it's apples to oranges comparing it to what you have in the prequel and sequel trilogies but mm. in comparison to kind of the yeah
1: yeah, yes. that you got
4: between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader yes. in episode 4. I mean, it was amazing.
1: It's, it's a step in the right direction. Yes.
4: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So just I I could have this movie in the background on repeat. I I can quote multiple scenes verbatim. I I just love this film. And John Williams just Come on. Slow clap for John Williams. Yeah, all of the themes in that can, film.
1: I would say most of the films that we have on our list today have a memorable soundtrack which i've i've found that remarkable whether That's it's a good point Hans Zimmer, James Horner, uh, John Powell, uh, whoever, John Williams um Howard, I, uh, wh- Howard Shore. Yeah, Howard Howard Shore <laughs> which is coming up here in a little bit Aaron um you know th- these have uniquely memorable music and i find that remarkable hmm. that all most of our picks thus far have had extremely memorable scores well
4: and it's because you take the film with you even once you hit the stop button Mm -hmm. it's because you can you can hear that scene in your head yeah and just in human psychology the more senses that you activate the more it'll trap itself into your memory and so when you have the visual and the sound to back up a scene you're gonna remember it right aaron yes
1: (laughs) what is your number one film of all time
2: so normally when I'm asked this question, my default answer is Star Wars, right? Because and, and Zach covered why, right? And and it's hard because that captures kind of most of it, right? And I I usually mean the original trilogy when I say that specifically. Empire Strikes Back. I like the I've really come around to the prequels over the past past few years. Three
1: has a uh, lot of merit.
2: Three is great. I even. If you take out elements, large elements, Charger elements of episode one, I still I like it, and I don't hate Attack of the Clones. Like I really do like the prequel. Huh? So what? No I, words I, came out of it, your mouth, fine. and I like, don't understand. No, what you're no, saying. like like it, it's not great. It's not a good move. It's not great, but it's it's fine. It fits into sure. the so I usually say Star Wars, but since I took that, um, <laughs> mine is going to be to no one's shock at all. I'm going to say the Return of the King.
4: You um, mean the return of Aragorn. I mean, the let's return, be Aragorn. <laughs> who is it? Oh, is it Aragorn that was the king? I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, uh, what, a fam- right? what a great coincidence.
2: That's right. <laughs> so, Lord of the Rings, the movies, are fantastic adaptations of the books. I yes, will always sir. say that the mm-hmm. books reign supreme, and I will encourage everyone to read the books. Um And not Kevin. just to watch the movies, um, <laughs> but yes, they are very long. And so I get it. And and while the books will always be um, in my mind better than the movies, I do think that Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy is incredible. Mm-hmm. And speaking of holding up, I mean, 2003 was when Return of the King came out. Oh, it was made before that though, because 18-0. they sh- because they shot the whole thing. Someone is
4: legal now. Yes. Who was born the year return of the keys. Yes. They can drive they, now.
2: They can all more than
4: drive. They can oh, purchase they can tobacco vote.
2: products and, 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 vote and, and own can, a firearm. Yeah, and own a oh, firearm. Wow. Yeah. And vote. And the movie, the effects still hold up. They do, and they do. I, yep. and we, we, Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers are, of course, incredible in and of themselves. But I pick Return of the King because it is the conclusion to the entire so story good. to where everything is going. Zach, you said it. it you, you want to talk about branching plot points and multiple <laughs> characters. There's about seven going yep. on in this one. Yeah. Um, It is very true to the book. Yes, there are some exceptions. And yes, in case anyone brings it up <laughs> in the comments. Yes, yes. Frodo sending Sam away is egregious and is flies in the face of the books. And I, and yes, I understand they cut off, you know, the, the scouring of the Shire and all of that, but I get why.
4: Cause there was already and, seven. And, and I'm, I, right. And I, and I also
2: get like in a movie, especially a trilogy like this in cinema, you need to get back to the Shire that you saved and the world while, um, while wounded is now set, right. Mm hmm. The score is incredible. Oh, the acting and the casting that we of course saw in the previous that two can't, can't be topped. Um, these are characters that I know, you know, sometime down the road in my lifetime, there's going to be talks and possibly the action of redoing and remaking Lord of the Rings. No. And it, no. it can't be Valar done. forbid. And even if <laughs> someone came to me and said, We'll do one that's word for word from the book, we'll do all this, I would still say, Don't do it. It's already been done. And the reason I pick it is because. Well, one, I remember in the theater seeing it when they first when when they ride up to Minas Tirith. I still get goosebumps. Yeah, mm-hmm. it blew my mind. And keep in mind, we've already seen Helm's Deep and all these other incredible things in the in the, in the first two. It's but such that, a
1: striking design. Right.
2: Yep. And, and just the way it shot. And then the Battle of Pelennor Fields oh. is still to me the most epic battle ever put on screen. Oh, the the charge
4: of the Rohirrim. Yes. That scene, I could watch it. Like someone would be like, Hey, randomly, you want to watch the charge of Rohirrim? Yes. I (laughs) get chill. I'm getting
2: chill right now. Just thinking about it because it is is one of those. We have gathered everyone we possibly can. We have waited until the very last moment to make sure that we have everyone we could possibly get. We know it's not enough. We have ridden far. We're exhausted. We're beaten down. We know we're going to lose and we're going to do it anyways because we, because it's the right thing to do and there's no other choice. We have to try to save Gondor. That is that alone just analyzing that scene is incredible um but no this 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 movie is tops in A soul day. every and possible way rises. sheila i mean you name it aragorn gets crowned what's not to love <laughs> number one is going to be Return of the king i will watch as long as i have the time <laughs> i will yeah. i will watch it any any time and um i i can't say enough about how mm. great it is brett
3: What is your favorite film of all time? My favorite film is The Last Samurai featuring Tom Cruise. And let me get a a disclaimer out of the way. A lot of people don't like Tom Cruise's acting. My wife including. (laughs) However, (laughs) I cannot. I I think that most people can say that this guy can act. Whether you like him. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you like his personal life or not, that's a separate story. This guy can act. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk <laughs> about what this movie is. <laughs> this movie is about a truly broken man with nothing else to live for in his life. And by the end of this movie, he finds something to live for. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily about revenge. It, it's really more about love for particular people, for certain ways of life, for different values that they didn't have before. And every single scene of this movie can be broken down almost into mini movies. I, I, whoever wrote this, I need to go back and look and see who wrote the script. Hmm. It, it, brilliant writing because the character development is incredible. They do flashbacks because our main character has PTSD. But it doesn't have you don't have to rely on those flashbacks. That simply gives you more context.
4: Mm-hmm. And, well, and um, they don't live in them either. Yeah. Like it, it's truly a flash. <laughs> yep.
3: I cannot name one flat scene in this movie. There's not one scene that just is like, ah, eh, I can skip that scene. Oh, I can skip that. Every single scene, whether it's an intellectual sparring between the main character or ninjas, and, and the or, yeah, or, or ninjas. Or, ni- you've got ninjas. You've got samurai. You've Ninja got. Star. You've got new technology coming up in this world of war. Um, and let's give props once again to Hans Zimmer.
4: Hans Zimmer. Is this the
2: third soundtrack he's had on this list? This guy. It's so good. I mean, our favorite film list brought to you by
4: John Williams and Hans Zimmer. (laughs)
3: There's a reason. Uh, There's a reason. (laughs) Yeah. And at the very end, I, I think the fact that another reason why this is a more favorite movie other than Braveheart is that Braveheart dies in the end by, Uh, basically turning himself. uh, He's not, he didn't turn himself in, but his fight was more of an internal struggle not to give up. This fight was externalized to where it was basically a final charge. Like Mm -hmm. there's no way they're going to live, but they charge anyway. And Mm -hmm. if I'm going to have my choice of how to die, (laughs) I'm going down. That's it. I'm going to go down swinging regardless Mm -hmm. of the odds. And I loved how this movie is a cultural study between Western mindsets and mm-hmm. Eastern mindsets. Like for instance, that my favorite scene in all of movie history is the rain scene, the rain, wooden sword fight scene between Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and uh, the right hand man to I forgot oh, what his name is. Bro man bun. He's,
1: he's a great actor. I just can't remember his name off the top of my head, but man,
3: he's good. What? Oh man. And, and that every time I watch that scene from the cinematography to the music, the coloration, the sound, the differences, again, in culture between those two characters. It's not just an ego trip they're having. This is a clash of cultures. It, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So love this movie. Uh, and I don't have to skip any scenes.
4: Braveheart. Yeah, the, the romance in this one is so tastefully done. Yep. And yet it, it, it captures a tenderness and intimacy that you wouldn't expect.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Love this movie. It's my number one pick. It's a and, fantastic movie. And this was also one that I had to negotiate away because I, I knew it was it was really important to Brett. but <laughs> Last Samurai absolutely is in my top five as well. I It creates, it has the world building. I love the opening of the film where it's yeah. talking about the creation of Japan and you almost feel yeah. like you start on that mythical note. Yeah. yeah. Uh, music, characters, and... It's I, just so good. I will say... I do think this is the only film I've seen Tom Cruise not play himself. And that's why I think it's, it's exceptional. Oh, that's a great point. Cause every wow. other, every other film, whether it's, it, you know, live, die, repeat or any of the mission impossible movies. I feel like it's just the same character. He's just, what is it? Ethan Peck or Ethan e- Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. I just feel like Ethan he's just Peck some, some iteration of Ethan Hunt. Ethan mm-hmm. Peck is Spock, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just oh feel like my. it's Ethan Hunt, a slightly different flavor. I mean, it, it's all Coke. It may just be vanilla Coke, cherry Coke. This is the first time I feel like we're tasting Sprite. Mm. Man, I want to write that down. That was good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would Anyways. say we were having Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, Cherry Pepsi, and now we're tasting Coke. But
4: <laughs> Wow. All right.
1: Because Coke's my way number... better.
4: Well, my... Brett, your, your pick was perfect. Perfect.
3: <laughs> If that Boy, doesn't make you out. tear up just a little bit there at the end when they're bowing down to give respect to The Last
4: Samurai. Oh, I tear up oh, every time. Every oh, time I see that scene. So gracious.
1: good. Ah, oh, everything about that movie is phenomenal. And it is, it's an honorable mention for Let's me. Let's have a watch party. But my, oh, my, my number one film, though, of all time, to me, is quite possibly the most brilliant movie of all time. Like the most well thought out, the most... Uh, the world building in it is exquisite. It, and I'm surprised this director has not made it on the list quite yet. Nacho it's your Libre? Ins- really? Yeah, it's Nacho
2: Libre. Yeah. <laughs> Spaceballs? <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> Why? Andrew, wow. Andrew, that was boy. I never saw it coming. <laughs> Monty <No>. Python? What? <laughs> okay, that actually should be on the list, though. Uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah, no, <laughs>
1: it actually shouldn't. But my number one film of all time is Inception.
2: Mm. Oh, wow. That's a
4: solid pick. That I, works I, on I, so many levels. I <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I remember seeing that in theaters and walking out of the theater and just about had to pick my jaw up off the, the grape <laughs> soda ridden floor. Yep. Um, Purple was, it was so good. And I, I couldn't get over the fact that this was so complex, but at the same time it was clearly stated as to what the rules were. Mm-hmm. Um for going into dreams. Um, the character the Dom and uh his character and motivation played wonderfully by Leonardo DiCaprio um yeah. on basically trying to get back to his family again. It's a, another family poll that's on that
4: one. Um and, and he really came into his own because I, I can't remember if Inception or Shutter Island came out first, but I feel like this was like the DiCaprio Renaissance because he had just yeah. been like the heartthrob <laughs> Titanic. But he still era. hadn't
1: won an Academy Award in that point. All it took <laughs> was eating a raw fish he had to and freezing
4: to, cold he, temperatures in order to do that. He had it? to eat a bear liver live and then they gave him an Academy award. Uh,
1: that movie should be retitled the lengths that one man goes to win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Um, but seriously, like um, I, the movie itself is good. I enjoy the characters. I, the story is great, but it's the world building specifically that just blows me away in yeah. this mm-hmm. um, and how it's not all just random arbitrary rules for this world and how dream states work and dreams within dreams. Um, all of those rules have reasons for being in place and they drive the story forward mm-hmm. in one way or another to where it's like, you know, Hey, we can only go three levels down in a dream. And then it they're forced into a fourth level that you're not supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I I love everything, everything about this film and would not change one thing. Christopher Nolan. I would, I, I, he's one of my favorite directors primarily because he does a great job of merging general blockbuster fare with kind of art housey critic stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of has one foot in each camp and for the most part, he nails it and he's just been this wonderful bridge between the two. And it just, it scratches an itch. I didn't know I had until, you know, I watched my first Chris Nolan film. Um, but I would say my favorite of his is inception followed closely by interstellar. That is my number two of his nice Hans Zimmer. <laughs>
3: Hans, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans, Zimmer. <laughs> Hans, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Zimmer.
4: Hans
1: Zimmer. No, but inception. It's <laughs> <wham>, like, you know, exactly. It's inception.
4: Yeah. But ju- just like the score that Hans Zimmer made, which if you haven't heard this one, listeners blow you mi- your mind, the trigger song that they have in mm-hmm. Inception, if you slow it down by like 200%, it's boom, boom. It's those it's two notes. Down. So he took wow. the concept of the film of slowing down time and that's those two notes. So it's- Hans Zimmer's brilliant. But I mean, Christopher Nolan really is an Artur filmmaker. And I think that's why his films stand out. Now, sometimes he skews a little bit too far yeah. uh, any one tenet, but I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, and I really, really
1: want to. I just haven't gotten around to oh, it. Oh my word! Dang uh,
4: kids! Make sure you are very caffeinated and awake. Cool, um, and you still won't get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, Inception was the first time I thought, "Wow!" If you had written that down on paper and told me that this will appeal to general audiences, I'd be mean, like, "You're crazy. That's way too complicated." But he did it. Gosh, darn it. He did it. Mm -hmm. And talk about rewatch value. Uh,
1: Yeah. You pick up something new every single time that you watch this, some small detail that just makes it even more rich. And I, like I said, you can pop this in a movie night and be like, done. My, my lament though, is that my wife does not enjoy sitting through this movie. And so I will basically never watch it again,
4: man. (laughs) So Andrew, probably the most important question of tonight. Does the top drop or keep spinning? Um, I'm it, it,
2: that top was wobbling. It was shaking. It was wobbling. It was
4: there was some wobble. Zach, Zach I and I saw out. this
2: in theaters twice <laughs> together, and I'm both yep. times we were walking out. We're like that thing was wobbling. That's a that wobble. That's that a wobble. So, <laughs> so we we are team wobble. I also
4: like I also like the idea of what the implications are yes. toward it to wobble. But I, I I
1: I hold that he got out. So my gosh guys those are some solid films
4: mm-hmm. i'm uh, surprised we got out of tonight in the amount of time that we did well thank you <laughs> listeners for
1: a little bit of a longer episode so far but we aren't done quite yet nope. because we have our game and we've got a little bit of a twist on it so stick around right after this this next segment is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com. Or you can go to dadgumnerds.com, click our sponsors tab, and it'll take you straight there. These guys supported us in the beginning, and we'd love for you to support them back. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, today, uh, because Kevin usually is our game master, obviously one of us four is going to be taking it tonight. And that person taking it is going to be, drum roll please, <laughs> Brett. Hey. Hey. hey, you're stuck Brett with will, me. Will, Brett is will this your actually first game? Be our game first master. first
3: game mastery Ooh. episode ever. So if I bomb this, thank you, Kevin, for throwing this on me last minute.
1: Then congratulations. It will be your last the time. The
4: <laughs> becomes the cub ball car oh my gosh Zach, stop (laughs) come on cabal that's a very specific ethnically it it, it didn't work okay
3: brett what are we playing today so this is really just a getting to know you question and answer type of thing it's more of a trivia to yourselves we want to get to know you guys as dads because as these movies showed us our top three it really showed us more about who we are not just our taste
2: i'm scared i'm gonna get the answers wrong
4: So
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of impossible because these are questions about you. So I have
1: four categories of questions and and, and just so the listeners know, none of us, none of the other three here know what is going to be asked today. So that's right. Correct.
3: There's there are four categories of questions. There are three questions in each one for each of you. You won't know which one is assigned that question until after I ask it. Okay. So Hmm. bear with me. The four categories are past dad husband and would you rather so without (laughs) further ado let's dive into the past question so the first question that you're going to have to answer think about this i'll let you know who's answering it after i'm done okay Okay. what's the most trouble you can remember getting into as a kid what's the most trouble you can remember getting into as a kid and the person who's answering this is
4: zach Oh, all right. Is there a age limit on kid? No. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Man, the most trouble I got in as a kid. Well, I was the older child, so I was really good at hiding things and blaming it on my brother. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, so Nick. I, I don't really know when I got in trouble the most. Um. So very randomly, the time I remember being the most under some heat is in our backwoods. There was this random stub of a pine tree. And as most like eight year olds do, you come up with stories. And so this particular stub of a pine tree was rather rotten. And we made this story that this moose came to this tree and like scraped its antlers and made it sharp. And then it would come out at night and attack you. And one of the ways ways that you appeased the the night moose is you had to pull down your pants. (laughs) Well, that makes (laughs) sense. Because because we're eight and we just think it's silly to have people pull down their pants. It's the natural order of things, you know. So it was all fun and games until someone's sister came. No. And when the adults found out that we played this game, they got very upset with us. And at the time, I just Jack. remember thinking, like, you don't think the dark moose needs to be appeased? do well, I, I don't mean, see the problem. Moose. We here. don't want to take
2: a chance, guys. This <laughs> could be real. So the so, full moon moose is going to be,
4: yeah, full yeah. moon. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, I remember it, there was like this, like, uh. Oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It was like the Spanish Inquisition of adults. Because I just remember it being like this (laughs) semi-circle of adults all staring at me very angrily. Be like, whose idea was this? Oh, man. And I was like, Nick's? No. (laughs) No. no, I, I, I was the only one in the room who could be like, it was mine. And I got in really big trouble. And uh, it was not fun because there was, it wasn't just like my parents angry at me. There was multiple adults that were angry. Oh uh, yeah. So Ooh, that, man. that is both the strangest and the most trouble I've ever gotten. Okay. In.
3: And the dark moose has been haunting him ever since.
4: Yeah. All and right. the dark moose came and killed that Cause, kid. The other, Cause the other he can't kids down his He not done it since. So I was trying to protect them from the yeah, night moose. Okay? Zach was just trying to help. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's a moose on the
3: loose. All right. <laughs> So I know we're kind of pressured for time. So let me move on to the next question here. Uh, Here's the question. Uh, By the way, Zach, you will not have to answer any more questions in this category. If you answer a question in a category, you don't have to answer another one Mm. in that category. Mm -hmm. So it's either Andrew or Aaron. What is the most embarrassing thing you remember from your childhood? And the person answering this is Andrew. No, yeah. oh, I,
1: hoping,
2: I, I have hoping, a great one. I have a great one. That, if you want to trade. <laughs> so this isn't,
1: this isn't actually one that I remember. Um, it's one that I have been told that I did when I was a little kid. Okay. Um, <laughs> And um, we we're at church and apparently I had just learned that, you know, guys could go standing up in the woods. You know, when you gotta, when you gotta go, you gotta go, you know, just no. find yourself a tree and, you know, do your thing. And, uh, I was at church and little three-year-old Andrew had to go. (laughs) So I didn't go to like the woods edge. I found the tree in the courtyard next to everybody.
4: I've got a river of life flowing out of me. And, um,
1: that story still to this day gets told in my family.
2: Oh, man. That's fantastic.
1: Yep. That's probably the most embarrassing moment. Wow. Well, then
3: the last question in this category is by deduction, Aaron, what what is the meanest thing you did to a sibling? (laughs) Oh.
2: Boy, what, oh, none man. of us are
1: coming out of this unscathed. Oh, these are yeah. brutal. I'm just
2: gonna be right oh, up front. Oh man, the meanest thing I did to a sibling. And you're a twin, aren't you? I am. I'm a twin, and I also I have a twin sister and two younger brothers. And I was mm. my my twin sister and I got along fabulously. It still do. I was really mean to my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so which so. one?
1: Which one? Uh, <laughs> just
2: p- pick one from the pot. oh Go my for goodness. It. Um, my youngest brother. My parents had a basement. We did still do. And at the time though, it was unfinished. Or they were in the middle of finishing it, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were putting in like ductwork. Yeah. In there. And I don't remember exactly what the story was that me and my middle brother made up, but we came up with some really scary story that had to like of things like coming out of the ductwork. And we had been like telling my youngest brother these stories. And then we would go and play in the basement. Well, one time we were like telling these stories and he he would tell he was like hesitant to go down there with us, but since he was the youngest, he wanted to play with us, so we go down there. So one time we went down and we were like, Oh yeah, well, you know what happens with these, and then we like ran and left him down there. Oh, oh no, no man terrified oh. him. So how long did you leave him there? Well, he came well, once he kind of found his way out of the darkness, <laughs> he came upstairs like shut the lights off. his oh, eyes man, out. Man. And, oh. and you know, the classic <laughs> was like, Don't tell mom, don't tell mom. If you don't keep, you. if you keep this crying, we're all gonna get in trouble and we'll never be able to play down there. Like, that's just one example. I did a lot of I like I was a well-behaved kid.
4: But I did super mean things. That was tip the, the tip of the
1: iceberg. Man. tip of the iceberg.
4: I well mean, then if, well you down there, if you could stay down there any longer, the darkness movies would have gotten, <laughs> gotten them. <laughs> yeah, right?
3: Darkness. Well,
4: hey, we, went, we got through the first
3: category, guys. There we all go. Right. Passed. So uh, three more. <laughs> on to the three next category. Oh, this man. is about the dad. So here mm. we go. Here's the question. We don't know who's going to answer it. What is one sentence you say all the time now you never thought you would say?
2: As a dad and the person answering this is Aaron. Yeah, probably just repeat how often I have. This isn't a great answer, but just how often I have to repeat the. Did you hear what I said? Can you acknowledge that you heard what I said? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I, think less, I, I think it's less I think it's it's a hard question being put on the spot on. I think it's less about the actual phrase and about the amount of times I have you to, have to repeat. say something.
3: Yeah, true.
2: So, not a great answer, but a tough one on the spot. I
3: will take it. Gotcha. Well, then, hey, how about this one? Next question is What is the most annoying thing your kids do? This one goes to to Zach. Not listen.
4: So, the most annoying thing Rowan does is not eat food. Every toddler should want to eat. <laughs> so chicken nugs. He won't eat them. The- Theodore won't either. Or mac and cheese. Oh. Or candy. Man. Oh, Our son refused to eat cake on his second birthday <laughs> and threw a tantrum because we were trying to feed him cake. Wow. So what happened was (laughs) Meredith really wanted him to eat healthy growing up. So like right after we got out of the puree stage, she got like really creative with, all right, we're not just going to feed him like goldfish. We're going to feed him dates that are stuffed with peanut butter that have uh, pureed spinach in them. That sounds exhausting Wow It's extremely exhausting yeah, I just gave and, and she has realized that And our second child Is just gonna have Whatever Gerber Gives <laughs> us You want some Cheese whiz kid <laughs> Because Because at the beginning She was like Oh this is great And Rowan's nutrition Was through the roof But now she's realizing This is not sustainable And our son mm-hmm. Now has very particular And very <laughs> healthy taste So it's hard Because you don't know Whether to be angry at him When he keeps asking For apricots And dates And raisins <laughs> And spinach You don't I'm like, as a parent, I can't be like, stop asking for the healthy things. But like when we're out at dinner at someone's house and we're having mac and cheese, he should want that. And yet he's like, no, I want my date sauteed (laughs) with with turnip oil. I mean, I'm like, buddy, you need to be able to eat Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets with ketchup, some mac and cheese and some goldfish. Like it's not going to kill you. So anyway, yeah. that's probably the most annoying thing is that he's not eating food that every two year old should eat.
3: Well, hey, I hope he learns how to eat some of that food. Um, Andrew, you got the last one by default. What's the best thing about being a dad? You oh, got a softball. Oh, come on, are,
1: are you, you kidding? kidding? A softball. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, honestly, I wasn't expecting that when your kid laughs to like just belly laughs at something, how much joy that actually brings to your heart. Mm. Just so innocent and so pure. You know, Theodore will be, you know, chuckling upstairs with mom on something. And I'm sitting down here working and I'm like, oh, just, just big old smile on my face. There's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. So I that's that's probably the biggest joy of being a dad is just hearing my son laugh. Mm.
3: Right, great answer. Well then, hey, speaking about your wife, the next category is marriage. Oh, great. So three questions about your marriage. So the first question, don't know who's going to answer it yet. What is the most annoying thing your wife does? I'm not answering that. Who no, wants this
1: question? I'm not no, answering I, that. No, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it.
2: And it is. Kevin came up with this an- question. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Ke- answering this. Kevin
4: came up with this because he knew you wouldn't be here. <laughs> the answer is The question me. should be: it's who's sleeping on the couch? <laughs> it's, it's next me. Monday. <laughs> it's, it's me. I'm, I'm not answering. So. It's Andrew. <laughs> it's, <me>.
3: it's Andrew. <laughs> The most oh. annoying thing your wife does. And please understand audience. We say all of this with love because everyone has an annoying spot with their spouse, but it's, it's, it's like, a, uh, I don't know. A thing of love.
1: My wife and really her entire family have this fascination with Poop. That I will <laughs> never understand. This and the, is the is amount of times I thought this was gonna go. the amount of times that poop comes up in conversation <laughs> what? drives me up the wall. <laughs> and and it's like she is a wonderful individual, but like when she's around, her family just. Goes to town on that, and for whatever reason, I'm almost five years into this thing, and conversations about poop still annoy me. Wow, you're just like,
4: you're like, what the crap?
1: Dumb. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, that's that's probably yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, man, if that oh, was man. question
4: one, now I'm really scared for question two and three. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well
1: no, that's that makes up for the softball that I got in the last <laughs> one. So
3: yeah, all right. So the next question. What movie does your wife love that you hate, but watch anyway? Oh, one movie, your wife loves, but you hate and watch anyway. The one answering this is
2: Aaron. <laughs> we haven't watched it in a long time, but the perfect fit for this cat. And, and so I want to be fair. It's not, it's not like me in return of the King or anything where we're, you know, pulling it out every night to watch or anything like that. But one movie that fits this descriptor, perfectly is Moulin Rouge. I, <laughs> Caitlin loves that movie.
3: Huh?
2: I hate that movie <laughs> <laughs> with every fiber of my being. I think it is annoying. I think it is stupid. I do not get it. She loves it. And uh we again, it's not something we said. I, want. I think I've watched it. I know I've watched it at least once, probably twice since we've been married, um, but that it's we don't really have a whole lot of movies that like fit that descriptor that well. We either yeah. kind of like the same things or the ones that we don't like or share the like of. It's not <laughs> that extreme. This is the one. <laughs> mm. This is the one. So I'm going to have to say, yep. Moulin Rouge, you and no, McGregor. Man. Come on, man. <laughs> you <laughs> you know better. better.
3: <laughs> well, then, hey, Zach, by default, oh, you got boy. the third one. What do you do that annoys your wife the most?
4: Oh, okay. Oh, uh, how long do you have? <laughs>
3: <laughs> give um, us a puns, concise version.
4: Puns. Okay, okay. Puns? Puns. No, Meredith actually loves puns. Right. So, something that I do that I've actually gotten much better with as our marriage has gone on, but, like, she will stop and give me, like, the wife stare when oh, I do no. this, is... If she says something like, "So did you hear about that or something hearing related?" and then I go, "Huh," like she (laughs) hates that. Wow! Like (laughs) you do it on purpose,
2: or you genuinely
4: didn't hear? No, like I do it on purpose. Like I I, like I'm I'm essentially making. (laughs) Well, I'm essentially making like a hearing pun. Like if she's mentioning like, yeah, the, the puns. It is puns. (laughs) But it's like a hearing pun. It's a a a pun. Indication. That was
2: funny maybe the first time, but after like five years of marriage,
4: it's like, no. That's because he's a dad. (laughs) So, I mean, she'll say something like, hey, could you turn the volume down? It's a bit loud. And I'll go, what? And like, (laughs) she's like, shit. Like, it is almost like <laughs> the Hulk transformation. <laughs> One minute Bruce Banner wife, next minute, like, <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, I, my bad. And I used to do that often, and now I maybe will do it once every six you months. You still do it? Exactly. It's like, habit. once every six months. It's a habit. Because it's a habit. It's like a perfectly tossed up tennis ball. It's right <laughs> there. <laughs> and I have been learning as a good husband to just let the tennis ball fall, and all of reality is made sadder because a perfectly good pun is passed up. But I'm also not killed by my wife. So I will take the
3: latter. I choose life. And so and this also plays into our last category, which is would you rather Mm. choose life? Here you go. (laughs) Three questions. So the first question is, would you rather have to change every single one of your kids diapers for the rest of your life Mm. or let Kevin name your next kid? (laughs) And the one who's supposed to answer this is andrew
1: oh <laughs> i uh, diapers are temporary names are forever no, the diapers. for the rest
2: of their lives like forever or just their baby they're, lives look
1: they're only gonna be like i'm not gonna change their like they, they get you what four ish and then diapers get changed like, i know he said <laughs> their
4: diapers for the rest of their lives so to me this is implying no potty training but you so, know well, kevin's picking you know oh, what kind of um, name he's gonna come up with. And and it ain't gonna be
2: waffles. No. Like, <laughs> and don't not, have I thought that was some explanation as to why it's actually cool, but <laughs> no, I'm I'm changing diapers.
1: Sorry, Kevin. Really doing that to my kid.
2: All right, well, My kid, mean,
1: my kid will not go through life being like garlic asparagus.
3: <laughs> this next one, someone is gonna have to give up something. Oof. The next question is. Would you rather have Star Wars or Lord of the Rings never exist?
2: Oh, Lord. Well, you picked the Andrew Rings. just so Zach or I had to answer that question. <laughs> oh, my. The
3: next one to answer this is Aaron.
2: <laughs> if, oh.
3: if either one of them had to be stricken <laughs> from existence, would you rather strike Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Aaron, it's a you trap. You, you don't have to answer this. <laughs> a
2: fatal mistake here as making this the next to last question. Because we could turn a whole episode into this. (laughs) But I will. I will keep it for Andrew's sake. I will say if I had to keep one, I would keep Lord of the Rings. Because I know that even if Star (laughs) (laughs) Wars, even if Star Wars couldn't exist, uh, despite its many, many great things, um, Lord of the Rings is the origin of the modern high fantasy and and Star Wars is really more fantasy than it is Mm sci-fi and it is the archetype for for all of that and I feel like if you get rid of that you miss out on everything else that is built upon it um and technically ignoring that like if I had to pick what do I think is the better story what do I think you know the stronger characters are by a hair I'm gonna have to say Lord of the Rings.
4: By Go. a hobbit. But that Lord is of the Rings. only because <laughs> the I hair was forced in this
2: terrible dichotomy. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I would pick Lord of the Rings, but only by yeah, a hobbit foot hair.
3: Lord of the Rings would stand alone. OK, then the last one, Zach, would you rather have your kids most annoying scream as your ringtone for life <laughs> and you cannot put your phone on
4: silent for the rest of your life?
3: Or always smell a tiny
1: bit like poop.
4: Oh, <laughs> absolutely. The ringtone. Okay. I mean, I already have as my alarm that I do occasionally forget is not on silent is the R2D2 scream. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had that go off in public. And you know what? It it's scares public. I, so, I mean, you know, it, it, it happens, you know, so whereas smelling like poop <laughs> for the rest of your life. Like smell is powerful. <laughs> and is. also, what does a little bit of poop smell like? Because I'm yes. like, hey, you either smell like poop or you don't smell like poop.
2: <laughs> I don't know, but if you're saying you can never put it on silent, you're talking like like in a work meeting or
4: oh church yeah. or something like that. Here's it's gonna just like Aaron, your kids. I can, can justify. Like, I can justify, oh, that's my kid's scream versus <laughs> yeah, but like in a Zach work meeting, Did you, be you like wipe?
2: Like, it's like everyone's gonna look at you and <laughs> you're like here and they're like, oh and you're like, oh no, it's my kid screaming. Like, how does that make it any better? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Ian, the flip side, the flip true, side they'd be is like, you
4: smell like in poop, the same, Right,
2: true. In the same meeting, they're like,
4: hmm,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here?
4: <laughs> wow, I just gosh. keep wiping and wiping. Still Good poop. Like a mark still thing. poop.
3: <laughs> so that is the game. I hope I did Woo-hoo. it justice, Kevin. Woohoo! Wow. wow.
2: This is an Honestly, interesting I, one that's
1: a I tough one. I think this one. will be this will be a good one to put in the rotation. So I'm good job, Brett. It's fine.
4: It's hard to be put on the spot, though. I will say. Yep. Well, okay. I'm excited that Kevin's going to name Andrew's next kid.
1: No, he's not. He <laughs> he I'm all right, well, <laughs> then I then better see diapers life, for the rest of your life. <laughs> all right. Well, next we've got our closing thoughts and pun count, and we'll close it all out in just
4: a moment. <laughs> hey, dagum, nerds fans! Did you know we had a merch store? If you want a T-shirt or a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod. Go to com and hit that merch store tab and you can find what's in store for you. All right. Any closing thoughts before we go? I don't know if I can live in a universe without Star Wars. That like that's we should do an episode on if you had to pick Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. I'd have to think long and hard I, about that. I one.
2: think a would you would you rather episode with two two yeah. like incredibly tough choices and then being forced to justify why would be. Like really close, like a law, like lawyer level. Like here's why <laughs> that would be fun. Well, I would, I would. Would you I rather say,
1: Marvel characters or DC characters? Or, right. Which would be know, interesting.
2: Yeah. well, and and I think it's interesting. Like for me, I'd be like, oh, Marvel, easy. Like I don't even have to think about it. But then you have other like like you, Andrew, where it's going to be a much tougher. That,
4: that's that's tough. Well, pit. like Andrew right. would be like, would you rather Zack Snyder be over the MCU, <laughs> or <laughs> or Christopher Nolan? Get to make one more DC trilogy. I'll take well, uh,
1: anything to prevent Zack Snyder from <laughs> touching the MCU movies. And we'll there. make better
4: questions. Well, I think. Well, I think the best one we've had on the show so far was Space Orchids versus Space Whales. Yes, oh, actually, when, was, you, when
2: when we first started the game, that was the first thing that came to mind. That was tense.
1: That was tense. I, my
2: final thought is that picking your favorite movie is just incredibly hard. Yes, because I ran through is. about probably 30 different movies that I just really, really enjoy and kind of have bucketed in categories. But when you say no, you get three, no qualifiers go. That's incredibly hard to do, but fun.
1: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Oh, Brett, how about you? How about your closing? <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> my closing thought is, will you stop cutting me off on my closing <laughs> thoughts?
3: Golly.
4: <laughs> <My bad>. Bye. <laughs> OK well. Andrew's like, well, and uh, I guess there's thank nothing you. more important to be said yeah. so let's move <laughs>
1: nothing more important than family guys. thank you so much for listening. Um, so super quick like we always tell you guys, be sure to follow or subscribe and if you like this at all, it really helps us out Also mm-hmm. be sure to go to dadgumnerds.com for things like our merch store and our patreon page where you can get exclusive access to things like our after show and being a
4: special guest right here on this show or so more importantly on the website leave a question because coming up yes. we have our very special comeback episode of dadgum q a yes dun, dun, <laughs> so we had a really
2: good time last time with this yes
1: that was actually one of our favorite uh episodes that we did so if you want to submit to us a question that we will read on the show and answer and be the content of our show just head to dadgumnerds.com, hit the contact button and send us your questions by April 7th, 2021, for this latest episode. Before you April taxes, 7th, before your yes, taxes. Before taxes. <laughs> and your question may just make it onto the show. Answering uh your nerd and dad questions that you give us seriously is like a highlight for us. So be sure to get be sure to go to dadgumnerds.com and send us what you've got. Otherwise, like if we're gonna have dead air on this, like you're gonna have to watch like kevin's tap dancing routine on a podcast which it's not going to be good guys so (laughs) we need your questions so be sure to go to datgumnerds.com zach were you keeping track of the pun count this episode (laughs) was i why did you ask
4: does indiana jones wear a fedora i mean of course we are yes
2: he does actually
4: (laughs) (laughs) uh Thank you, resident (laughs) expert. I have been keeping track, and to just whip one more out, that now makes eleven.
3: Okay, so that's
4: respectable. One one, to match. Was that the same number of Academy Awards that Return the King
2: won? (laughs) Oh (laughs) Oh, my god! I think. You wonder why? I think it was.
4: Was that Aragorn
2: that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and nominated. No
4: king. No no Oscar. Hmm. And it was nominated for fifteen, I believe. Well, it was robbed. <laughs> Whatever those four categories were didn't deserve it.
2: Whatever didn't get robbed.
1: <laughs> it won like every one of them. It
4: should have yeah, won ones that people weren't even thinking about. The only one is that Meryl Streep didn't get best actress.
1: <laughs> Alright, so Lego Lost uh, land this plane, and <gasps> that's all we've got for today. Yes. Oh. Okay. That's okay. twelve. Just so I could screw you up, Aaron. Uh, let's. That's all we got for you today. Thank you so I much for listening, really small, and actually. we will catch you later, Daggum Nerds.
0: Game over.